This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week podcast. We're going to be talking about The Letdown today, the ABC drama, which returns for, well, drama, comedy. We'll find out in a minute what exactly it is. It returns for the second season any day now. I welcome the co-creators, Alison Bell and Sarah Scheller. Welcome, team. Thanks, James. Thanks for having us. Good to, good to have you here. Now, comedy, drama, it's, it's got a lot packed in there. I guess it's more of a comedy, but... Yeah, well, I heard it defined recently as a traumedy, which, <laughs> which I quite liked. Oh, that's good. That's we'll great. Use that. yeah. <laughs> um, we definitely set out to write a comedy. I think first and foremost, it's a comedy, um, but we always wanted to show the darker side, the truth. Yeah, the truth. Yeah, the truth is pretty sad, really. Yeah. <laughs> the highs and the lows. So it inevitably became a drama as well as a comedy. Yeah, I'm guessing sort of any reactions. Welcome, isn't it? Because you can find yourself giggling along, and all of a sudden you think, "Oh, should I be, should I be laughing at this bit?" But, but it's all, <laughs> it's all, it's all stuff that happens, isn't it? Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, we're inspired a lot by real life, the stories of, you know, the things that we've experienced, or the things that our friends or family members have experienced. So that it's very much at the centre of every storyline. Yeah, it's <laughs> all grounded in truth. truth. Yeah, someone's truth, and that was really important for us when we said about writing the pilot was to do something that we hadn't necessarily seen before on Australian screens, um, in television anyway, in terms of uh, motherhood. We just wanted to do a really honest uh, depiction of of new motherhood, new parenthood, I should say, because it's just as important for us to find a male audience as it is a female. Yes, absolutely. So we, we like to think we've... We've included the Jeremy character, the father, the, the, you know, and the, and the men in this story um, and represent, we hope we've represented them with the same integrity or truth or uh, that we have the female characters. There's a fair bit to chat to you about. I want to talk a bit, little bit about the origins of the, the program and then the, the difference between maybe the two seasons and then maybe we'll finish on some of the interesting things you, I think you might be up to now, So, but but we'll get to that a little bit later. Now, am I right in thinking the the show first appeared in the, was it the comedy showroom? That's yeah. correct. Is that they call That was like a pilot week. It was. It was like a pilot it? season. So the ABC commissioned uh, six half-hour comedies uh, and they all aired as, as its own season, so week to week. I think we were week two, mm-hmm. um, and it was a great it was a great experience because it was the first script that we'd written together, uh, and it was just a lovely way. It was when when it got greenlit, which I'm not sure how long after it aired that we got the go ahead to write season months. one. It was some, some months, months. yeah. Uh, but then by the time we went, we, we got into writing season one. We already had, we already knew our cast, we already knew our characters, uh, and it was just a much easier process, I think. Than it was, it was a really useful test run in a way. Um, mm. And we we also learned everyone's strengths. We we learned a lot more about the world by creating by making that pilot. And we knew what sort of re- what had resonated with the audience. Alison, how well did you know each other before that? Sarah and I. Yeah. Sarah and I met through Trent O'Donnell, who is uh, Sarah's husband, and he directed me in Laid, a series I did for the ABC years ago. And Trent and I had a had a ball making that show, and I met Sarah then. And we, you know, you know, we got along really well when we met, but we didn't know each other particularly well when we sat down to write this. No, um, we talk a lot about this. We're, we're, we're very lucky because <laughs> we didn't really know anything about each other. It could have been a disaster. It could have been a disaster. <laughs> uh, but we complement each other in the writing, absolutely. Yeah, and we have, we have a shared comic sensibility. You know, we, we laugh at each other's jokes, which is really key to <laughs> writing a comedy together, I think. Um and we like the same stuff, which we I do. think is really important. We had the same influences and, and we really came to this project with the same agendas. Mm. Um, 
We, so, we both wanted to push the boundaries a little bit. We, we both of us weren't scared about doing something that was that was different and that was dark. You know, there are times when it is quite dark. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we and we both wanted to have the show to have a similar aesthetic. We didn't want it to be all glossy and look television. We were we didn't want Audrey to be wearing lots of makeup and just that wasn't real to us and. Alison was totally on board with that, which was great. (laughs) (laughs) Much to my detriment. When I watch The Rushes, it's horrifying, but I'm very (laughs) proud of our aesthetic. (laughs) I'm proud that we, you know, we committed to that look and that that truth. Um, And we've had a lot of feedback about that, which is very heartening. How did you fund that pilot episode? Did the ABC contribute? They did, yes. They they did. They they funded 100%. Okay. Yeah, they did. Did we get some screen, uh, Screen New South Wales? We don't really know the ins no. and outs of that well, first right, budget. But, yeah, but the ABC contributed. Yes, they yeah. certainly they did. did. They were the and then once, major funding party. Once we had the pilot, we and once the ABC said we'd love to do a season of the letdown, we went to find a co-producer uh, because it's increasingly difficult to make a show in Australia without having a co-producer. So we sort of shopped the pilot around a little bit in in America, and Netflix loved it and came on board from the get go. So they they co-financed season one and two. Okay. And now Giant Dwarf are also involved. Giant Dwarf. Tell us a bit about that. Giant Dwarf are our production company. Um, Again, my husband worked with Julian Morrow, worked with The Chaser. He directed um, a couple of seasons, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we knew Julian. We had a a relationship with him. We were friends. And around the time when I sort of had the idea for the show... Um, it was Trent actually that said, maybe speak to Jules about it because he knew that they were looking to move into narrative comedy. Uh, so I had a meeting with Jules and, and he was right into it from the beginning, which was great. So I think we got together, we, we did a little workshop. Um, I got Alison involved very early on and, and yeah. And, and then he, and we, we both knew that we wanted to take it to the ABC. We knew that that was its natural home uh, and Jules supported that. So we, uh, we got it. We got the pilot into a shape that we were happy with, and we sent it to to Rick Kalowski, who also has been incredibly uh, influential for us. Yeah, the ABC's head of comedy. Yeah. Now, tell so tell me about the Netflix um, arrangement. How did, how did you get that up? Well, Sarah actually attended the first meeting with Netflix. Didn't I you? did. Yes. yes. So this is in LA. In LA, yeah, and. Um, yeah, it was a funny meeting, <laughs> as, as most meetings. Because at this stage you had the pilot. We had the pilot, so they'd uh-huh. seen the pilot and it was really hard to gauge. And back in those days everyone's trying to get in to see Netflix. That's right. right. So how <laughs> did you manage it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that was probably Jules uh, arranged that meeting okay. um, because it was with Greg Sitch as well. Yes. Um, so it was, Who's credited as a executive, executive producer. producer? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it was, I can't... I can't really remember the details, but it was a bit of a funny meeting. I was, it was hard to gauge whether they were interested or not because it's these meetings in in Hollywood. Are so, it's so hard to read. Often you take meetings and and they'll be on their laptops. They'll bring their laptop into the meeting and they've got their head down and they're working, which seems incredibly rude. But so so many times these Hollywood executives do that, don't they? They just I don't they know do. if it's kind of a game they play. But well, I guess it, it's good though because. You know they're going to keep a record of what's going on, and they're not going to forget you, right? Because possibly they're taking notes. Possibly oh, they're working I on something else. I don't think they're else. taking notes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you think they're checking emails? They're just and doing stuff. emails, yeah, they're on, on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> but no, they loved the pilot, and and okay. they were keen. They were keen to work with us. So yeah, I think there were a couple of meetings with them, and and then it was game on, which was great. And they've been they've been excellent to work with. They Alison have. and I have, have since had a meeting with them, um, and yeah, that they, they love the show. The show. It's again. It's really hard to to get a uh, to gauge how well it went because Netflix are very tight lipped about their numbers. They have a policy where they don't 
Uh, they so don't not that information. with their creatives, they don't no, really share the stuff. No, they don't give you any information. They just tell you you're doing well. And yeah. that's, uh, well, if that's you get a second season, you know you've done very well. <laughs> sure. So we got the second season. But they've been great. They've been very hands-off. Uh, we yeah. a little little more hands on second season perhaps in- a tiny bit more but creatively they really let us do what 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 we want we had a meeting with our executive there and we told him a little bit a little bit about season two and the darker content in season two and and he said tell the stories you want to tell and that was sort of his advice that was his um, you know input into <laughs> into our creative process for season two so we have a lot of freedom with Netflix the ABC are a lot more involved with us creatively. Um, so that creates a nice kind of balance because having, I think, having two networks that were heavily involved in the cre- in the create mm. you know creative part of the show w- could could get tricky. But I mean, you know, we haven't experienced that. We've been lucky enough to have very hands on partner and a very hands off. Yeah, I did a podcast with I think it was Greg, Greg Hadrick from Screen Time, and they'd made Pine Gap with uh-huh. Netflix, mm-hmm. and he talked about how yeah, just they just gave them real creative freedom. You know, mm. and they, they came out to the production once very briefly and mm-hmm. but otherwise they could just, just let them go, you know. So. There's a very sink or swim kind of <laughs> uh, attitude to the material. So it's, it's fascinating. You know, they, they, let, they seem to let the creatives do what they want and if your show lands, then they keep supporting you. If it doesn't, then you don't have a second series, you know. So it's, they don't get in the way of that. Um, that's their business model just uh, is kind of Darwinian, it, it feels. Yeah, but we've we've been lucky enough to get a second series. Now, the show was about a, a, a new mum and the sort of the friends she builds, you know, and the support she, I think the, the pitch was that the support she didn't think she needs but she ends up mm. relying on. Mm. You can look at it and think, well, this is really a show about nothing, but then if you examine <laughs> almost every scene, there's something new happening. There's just oh, so yeah. much crammed into every episode. It's epic, James. And what, uh, so, I, so I started to make some notes the other day watching an episode and I, and I realised how many things you sort of tackle in every episode. Well, I think there's this kind of, there's for a long time there's been this myth that the domestic sphere is quite a dull space. Um, we, neither of us believe that, uh, you know, having your first child is, is like a revolution. You know, it's, it's, um, it upends everything, upends everything. And that's, we're really interested in that. Um, we're interested not just in, in the baby mother relationship, but we're, we're almost, you know, we're more interested in what it does to everything else, everything else, all the relationships in, in this woman's life. Um, so yeah, that's one the territory was very much of season one. Recalibrating all those relationships, all those shifting dynamics, um, and managing an identity crisis in a way, mm-hmm. like it's a it's it's a pretty radical shift to go from very independent woman uh, to mother <laughs> carer of, of an infant and and negotiating that that new dynamic in a family, um, yeah, and letting go of certain things or yeah. And uh, our problem with past. with shows about motherhood has been you just see it's feels like it's a, the baby feels like a prop. And it feels like you nev- they never really lean into how people are feeling emotionally and I think that's mm. what we wanted to do. Absolutely, the psychological impacts of, yeah. of starting a family. Mm. The, um, While not sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're at your worst. Because <laughs> there was three, I, the way I see it, there's three steps to this. You made the pilot, you made season one, then you made season two. How did you develop as creatives and and in confidence over that time, do you, you know, because I'm guessing you're sort of feeling your way along making the pilot. Mm-hmm. You, suddenly you've got to make six. You're going, oh, well, so you've got to step up. 
then season two, were you a lot more comfortable and did it change the Definitely. The, the tone much? Season yeah. two, we were a lot more comfortable. We sort of, and we'd, we almost felt, we felt a little bit of, a bit validated by the success of season one. You know, it's been, it's been an incredible ride. We feel very, very lucky and fortunate, but it did help us to go into season two knowing that we, we, we know what we're doing. Yeah. You know? It gave us a lot more confidence and it's been an incredibly steep learning curve. You know, the pilot, as, as Sarah mentioned, that, that was our first screenplay that either of us had ever written. And not only were, the, were we the, the screenwriters, we also were co-producers on that and we, we sort of, we costumed the pilot. We did, we did it, we were very hands-on because that, that's kind of the beauty of, of being under-resourced or be, having very low budgets. It means that you you get pushed and you get exposed to all the different parts of the machine. And the you have TV a lot making, of control. You have a lot of control because there aren't enough people, you can't pay other people to and control the And we like things. to micromanage. We also like to micromanage, but I... <laughs> Let's not, not say that too often. Um, but we did, we learnt a hell of a lot in that seven or six day shoot, didn't we? And the pre to that. And so it's like we've just, it's just grown exponentially. Uh, you know, it's, or each time it's grown a little bit more. And we've, we've also grown in confidence approaching pre and approaching the shoot of season one. And now we feel a lot, you know, and managing, ha- having such input into a lot of the problem solving, because, you know, every lunchtime there's a crisis meeting when you're a low budget show. Um, <laughs> And we were very involved in all of that. Uh, so season two, I think we walked into that process with a lot more confidence, and we did. And yeah, and it was a, you know it was a it was a kind of a lighter experience. It was slightly less stressful mm. <laughs> than those other two. <laughs> and and our our experiences working together and collaborating has has become easier as well. Yeah, I mean we spend a lot of time together. <laughs> we spend a lot of time plotting. We write very detailed episode outlines before we actually get to the script, and then when we're writing the script. We are literally writing in the same program. You know, we I can see Alison typing words while I'm typing. Uh, so it's very collaborative. Yeah. We and, divvy up scenes often and yeah. so we're in the same script. And like you say, that for, there's so much packed in each episode. Well, we had a lot more to pack in. We did. So we, we actually had a lot of leftover material for season two. So that came that came together pretty quickly. We have a lot to say, don't we, Sarah? <laughs> so we certainly haven't uh, exhausted the well of... Um, of ideas and possibilities. No, and it's no. funny because we get so we have a Facebook page and you know, presence on social media, and we get so many people sending us messages, giving us story ideas or funny anecdotes. Yeah, we've really <laughs> opened Pandora's box there, uh, <laughs> but it's great to hear all the all the stories. Now it's been a real critical success, of course, as well. I mean, I think you picked up an actor award for season one. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, Netflix gave you, now did Netflix have it for every market outside of Australia? Yes. Yes, yep. I think Austra- uh, Netflix Australia and New Zealand I think are the same. Yes, and now okay. it's, on, it's on Netflix so now. So it's all on Netflix. Oh, in Australia. So, yep, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that gave you a pretty much immediate access to a global audience, right? It did. Uh, it's got a Rotten Tomatoes critics rating of 88, oh, which is... <laughs> That's Which quite, is right up there, you know, so that's, <laughs> that's pretty good. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes started as just a film site, but they do all the TV shows now as well. And our show is called The Letdown, which would, <laughs> would surely mess with their, their algorithms. <laughs> well, I, I, that's something I should have asked you early on. So let's mention that now. So it's a, it can imply a bit of a negative, you know, because TV executives <laughs> are often like, you know, yeah, we couldn't call it that because it's, it's too depressing. Did, that's right. did you ever have any feedback about the name in we the did. early days? We did. Not, not to us personally. I think it came via my husband, but there was, he'd spoken to somebody at the ABC and, and they'd said, it'll never be called The Letdown. <laughs> Just let her know that. And here we are today. We were dreading the reviews, let's be honest, um, because, it, we, we, you know, we were 
asking for trouble with yeah. that name. Instead, we got um, the opposite, not a letdown, <laughs> which was lovely, Great. very relieving. But you know, it's a you know, it's a play on words, and the letdown also refers to the breastfeeding. Um, process when the, when the milk comes in. So, um, but it's and that is often associated with relief. You know, re- it can often mm. that um, the sensation of the letdown. It's almost physical cathartic. letdown. It, it is. So there's a lot in this title. Um, it's not just a negative. It could it can also be viewed as as that moment of um, well that mo- moment of motherhood for a lot of women. That mm. that first experience of milk coming in. Um, but also uh, quite a beautiful experience it can be physically. That um, so that that global audience. I mean, you got some um, good press from the New York Times a couple of times, we did. and I'm guessing elsewhere as well. Did that have an impact? I I apart from boosting your ego a little. <laughs> That always helps. Oh, I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> Our egos are massive now. Uh. Look, we can't. Like, it's very hard to tell because Netflix don't give us numbers on in mm. terms of uh, audiences, but certainly it's had. Um, Certainly, as far as our social media is concerned, we're getting messages from all over the world, and that, and a lot of Americans. Um, so I Alison I gets recognised all the time in LA and in New York. Really? Yeah, wow. it's really is, funny. There's certain astounding. hot spots. <laughs> Barnes, and, Barnes and Noble, a bookshop in the Grove. She always gets recognised. See, I have a kid, so I'm in the, I'm in all the locations where the parents are. You know, and with their kids, and they. And you know, it's not—it's not a great departure to see me in a park with my hair a mess, uh, as it always is. <laughs> it's not a great departure from the show, Audrey on the show. So it's very easy for people to make the association. I think Leon um, Ford got recognised in, in LA. He did in LA. Leon plays Reuben, and he's recently moved to LA, and he lives in Hancock Park on a very quiet suburban street, and <laughs> and he has a, a two-year-old and was pushing him in a, a stroller, and a car stopped and wow. said, "Are you Reuben from the Letdown?" <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's delightful, but it's amazing. because we're doing what we're doing in the show. That's you know, right. I think it's um it's easy for people uh to yeah to make that yeah, but it was slightly overwhelming to to, to be up on Netflix. It was it seemed to be overnight. We were just getting swamped with messages, and um people were talking about it. And I know my husband; he has a lot of meetings in in LA, and they're always mentioned the letdown <laughs> as the show that they get excited. Which he recently apologised to me because in one meeting this woman said to him, "Oh, the letdown is your show. I didn't realise it was your show." And he said, "Yes, it is." And uh, he said to me, "Sorry, Al, I just totally owned your show." <laughs> well, tell tell us about the US now. Have you both sort of relocated, or I'm guessing Sarah, you've been living there for a while. I have. I've been living there for six years, actually. I mean, coming back and forth. We still have a house in Sydney. Um, but yeah, we've our kids are in school there, um, and our plan is to come back to Australia in about eighteen months. But yeah, it's been a great. It's it's been really fun. It's, I mean, I really love living there. It's a great city, and it's been excellent for Trent's work. He's done a lot of episodic directing, um, and now he's he's remade a show, No Activity, that he made for Stan here. So he's just currently doing the third season of that. Um, yeah, and it's, it's been, been great. great for your work too because it it's has. really handy that yeah. you're there and that's yeah. Al and I both have um, the same manager and, and agents, and yeah, it's it's great. It's yeah. a very it's a, it's a very dynamic industry there. It's you know it's we the one thing that made that surprised us um, was that straight after the letdown went up on Netflix. I mean, we Al and I 
we took meetings for about four months. Yeah, we were just in the car meeting a Just meeting after meeting after meeting <laughs> of people just saying, we love your show, we just love it, we want to work with you. What, what, what have you got? What can we do? Well. Nothing's come of it. but <laughs> It's a lot of optimism in the US. We leave, we leave the meetings going, oh, my God, wow, like we're yeah. going to be so rich. <laughs> we're making movies. We're not making movies. Um, but it is it is. Lovely to be in an environment because I go back and forth a lot as well. And, you know, we, we've written a lot of the letdown there. And now I've moved my little family over there um, because it there is something very refreshing about being in an environment that that is full of possibility and optimism. You know, we, we're so used to, and I love Australia and I always want to work in Australia, but there is a reality about the finite resources here. And there is a certain pessimism and um, that naturally comes with that because you can have... As, you know, a heap of brilliant ideas, but most people will tell you that's not going to be made. You know, n- none of that stuff's going to be made. Um, and that can get quite depressing at times. You know, if you're looking for longevity in this in this game, which is a crazy game, um, it is it is a real delight to, you know, to have a show like ours land on Netflix and to, to have that exposure and then to have that backed up with, people's interest. You know, doors are ajar, maybe only ajar, and maybe they'll close any second, no, we'll, you know. We'll push through. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's different to hear. You know, we we didn't have we didn't have meeting after meeting in Australia. We you know, there's been there's been very little of that here. And so it is you know, it's kind of a relief that we have this other avenue in the US um, to keep making work potentially. Um, and and hopefully that we can keep making work here as well, but it just gives us uh, it gives us an option. it It does gives yeah. a, give us options and 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 possibly less, you know, less gaps and less um, financial crises in the meantime. <laughs> so I guess so when you get to LA, I guess you've you've got to get a manager, you've got to get a lawyer, and they, organise these meetings, I guess? Yeah, your manager so, organises the meeting. I mean, the way that it traditionally works is the manager sort of finds finds the work and then once you've got the work, the agent will negotiate the deal. Um, but agents are also very involved in... Active in... Yeah, they, 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 they book meetings as well. Yeah. But, yeah, your managers are really the ones that, that are out there sort okay. of selling you. Yeah. The So season three, is that likely being commissioned already? Oh, we're in or? very early discussions. Um, and how do you feel about that too? Look, we've got so much surplus material that it's that you know our minds naturally go to what's next. You know, when we're in season two and we were having to edit out <laughs> a lot of stories, ah, like, oh, hang on a second, you know, we've got a whole season here. Um, but you know, so we're always thinking about that, and we're we're very you know connected to these characters now. They feel like humans. Um, like people we know, so uh, where you know, there's a lot to explore with all of the, with our ensemble and such magnificent actors. Mm. And um, six episodes isn't 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 much. You know, it feels like no. we've got there's mm. more to tell. And and yeah, working with our actors as well, it's so much fun. Such a great cast. It is a great cast, and the structure of the the structure of the show is that uh, we always you know f- feature one of the ensemble members in in each episode. But that's not enough. You know, we um, we've got so we're we're so invested in these characters now that, I, I you know, I there could be spin-offs for each one of them, you know. <laughs> so I think we've got plenty still to explore with all of these beautiful characters. Has there been any interest in the format and maybe remaking it in other markets? Netflix kind of changes the game a bit with that hmm. uh, because they own it in so many territories. Okay. Um so it's not really something that we're even exploring, even if that was contractually possible. But um, the benefit, I think, of 
of Netflix and streamers like Netflix is that they've they've radically changed the game on a number of levels. But one of the most key for us, I think, is that the Americans are no longer just buying our ideas and making them into American stories. They're showing our stories in, you know, they're, they're from all over the world. You now look at Netflix and there's, there's material from all over the world. And I, I find that thrilling, that there is no longer this monoculture um, in, te- in television. And it's a very exciting time, I think, to be Australian or to be outside of that, you know, the dominant culture, the American culture, and, and be creatives because they're now interested in our voices, in our language, in our, you know, cultural kind of um, idiom. And uh, so, yeah, so that's really changed how I think America's approaching content as well. Are you getting pitched other ideas? Do you have any stuff yourselves that something, you know, separate to the letdown you've sort of thought about or worked up? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we're we're out. We're going out pitching in a couple of weeks, actually, in in LA. Um, and we're also working here, adapting a book that we're writing the pilot, which is a for, which is an Australian Co-Pro. show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, based on an Australian book. And there's, you know, we've been working on the letdown pretty um, in a pretty concentrated manner for for a number of years now. So we've we've shelved a lot of projects and mm. ideas along the way. So there's we've probably combined we've got about twenty ideas <laughs> that, that are just sitting there, you know, waiting to be. Um, worked on, but uh, but yeah, just one step at a time. We're, we've got yeah. stuff. So happening. the idea of something different is probably quite appealing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as you well bet. as obviously keeping that on the on a, as a on the burner as maybe possibly going forward. But you'd, the the idea of branching out. Absolutely, because yeah. we are mothers and we yeah. write about it. Um, so it, it's nice to think yeah. about things it's been outside great to of write, it. Write a drama mystery, which we're doing at the moment. Yeah, which, which is been really fun. So okay. different from our lives, mm. which is great. Wow. Um, Alison, of course, you play Audrey in the show. Is, is the what's the pressures, and how does it differ from from Sarah's role? You having to, you know, go and appear on camera as well as be concerned about what's happening, you know, behind the scenes and with scripts. And our role on set is it's actually brilliant having a you know co creator on set who is who is next to the director for every shot. You know, Sarah's there every day. And so she's got she's got that perspective on on the project, and um, and I'm in, obviously inside it in a different way. Um, but I think that 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 really helps us. I think yeah, definitely. Um, when have- Al works, when Al steps onto set, she's absolutely actor. Um, I think uh, credit to her, she just throws herself into the role. And there's um, certainly, I mean, you know, there's at at lunchtime, I'm sitting in on meetings and in between takes, if there are problems, I'm certainly in those discussions. But there is a different headspace that I have to get into to be the actor. You know, a, a writing brain is a different brain to an acting brain and um, which is a different brain to a to a producer brain. Um, and so, I, you know, we have a lot of fun on set, but, mm. I, but I, I have to make sure that I'm looking after the character or that, that part of it and, and Sarah has a bigger picture while the cameras are rolling. You know, she's looking after the bigger picture. Um, so, yeah, we're, it's, it's mm. good. But it's, it's tough because it's a huge role. Mm. It's, you know, it's just a lot of work. I don't sleep much, but it's also <laughs> exhilarating. <laughs> you know? It's a real privilege to get to, to, get to show run with someone and, and then get to play a role that you've created together. And, you know, it's a, and it helps that, uh, you know, Al's written most of the lines, so it's, you know, it's... it's do you have to learn lines? Or do you yeah, I do. <laughs> Everyone thinks I don't have to learn lines, but it's a different kind of thing. I know I, I, it's a lot. It's much quicker than with another script, of course, because mm. we've been 
you know, breathing, eating, you know, living, breathing, you know, dreaming these lines for, for months and months and months. But um, it is a weirdly different process, kind of getting your emotional, uh, uh, your psyche ready mm. for, for the scene. Um, yeah. And I wonder how you deal sometimes with, and, and you too, Sarah, because you're close to it all as well, when things happen in real life that mimic very similar what's something you've just filmed? I mean, do you sort of flash back and go, oh, well, hang on? <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's it's uh, a lot of people, as we were saying before, a lot of people tell us their stories, and a lot of those stories <laughs> are almost mirror images of what of what we've we've just put on the screen. Um, but we also have a we also have a it's a nice because we're writing material that is very much inspired by real life and uh, and the context that we're in right now with early motherhood. Um, it we also look at everything that's happening in our daily life, and we and we twist we. We, we look at it through the lens of how can this work in our show, you know, so our, our lives are our material. It, um, mm, absolutely. And that sort of inspiration comes from everywhere really, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. And it doesn't necessarily come from home. Like I remember with the Pepe Le Pew clip, <laughs> which I'm not sure if you've seen that, but it's... it's One of my favourite bits. <laughs> it's a scene where Audrey is um, sees her mother with Stevie and, and she's showing her Pepe Le Pew cartoon and Audrey's outraged because, you know, Pepe Le Pew was a would-be rapist and you can't watch that now and it's inappropriate and turn it off. And that came from me seeing a movie in LA um, at this old beautiful theatre and before the movies they always play like funny little shorts and they played a Pepe Le Pew clip and, you know, the very woke LA crowd were yelling out, time's up, Pepe. <laughs> it's just, I was just like, this is so let down. It's so good. <laughs> And I think I told Al about it the next day. I was like, we've got to write that. And, she's and like, the yep, scene brilliant. was... <laughs> we wrote the scene immediately. <laughs> so it's funny because my kids are... Both our kids are sort of older now than let down. So we, they, we don't really have those experiences that that we've had, that we've written about because it's very that's very much baby stage. But yes. we certainly write down every funny moment that we have with our children as material, future material. And we get lots from our friends. Alice Bell, who's a great friend who script edited season two um, is always full of rich material and and it was great for us because she had a third baby. Yes. <laughs> so we she were we were writing she had a, a one year old. She was it was great to tap into that and just say, hang on, when what what are they what is he eating now? And yeah. what are that you know, all those little details because our kids you know, when we started our kids were a lot younger and I, I had a newborn when we were revising that you know and Sarah had a three year old. Um, so we were much closer. So it was very handy having Alice with yeah, a one year old. <laughs> I remember she came in one day and she said, um Oh, couldn't we couldn't couldn't get out of bed this morning because Willem was sleeping in between them, and and she said, yeah, Willem had finally fallen back asleep, and we were just hostage because we just couldn't we couldn't move <laughs> because them, yeah. we knew that if we moved, he would wake up. <laughs> so we just like just lay there and just chatted for like forty minutes, <laughs> surrendered. Um, Alison, have you been pitched any acting roles? Like so, you know, look, featuring, you know. The letdowns, Alice and Bell. <laughs> Look, it hasn't moved the needle radically. Certainly not in Australia. Um, but I did just do a an episode of uh, Spielberg's reboot of Amazing Stories. In a, wow. uh, shot that in Atlanta, and that was that was really exciting and c- kind of mad. I they flew me business class, and I was thinking, what is going on? I just felt like, <laughs> I felt like a complete fraud, <laughs> imposter syndrome. But um, 
very happily did that job. It was a wonderful experience. And that, you know, the director had seen the, had seen the show and had heard a lot about the show. Um, and I'd met her when I was over there last year writing season two and, and that's how I got that gig. And I think that's kind of how it will work. You know, I'm very aware, uh, and I don't regret this for a second, but I'm very aware that our aesthetic is confronting to some, you know, EP types and um, it's a very raw aesthetic and it's not it's not glossy and glamorous and, you know, that's, that's, that's the usual way that actresses kind of, uh, that's the path for actresses and I'm kind of the anti... <laughs> anti-glamour actress. So I, you know, I, I understand that, that, that my aesthetic is not going to be um, necessary, it's not going to work necessarily for a lot of product. And I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I'm also an actress who can do it more than just the let down and, oh. and laid, but, but I seem to have landed in these, in, in these worlds. And I'm very proud of these, the, the worlds that I've landed in, in comedy um, that have something in common, and that is a commitment to a, a very truthful female representation. And um, I'm happy to do, you know, I'm happy to do anything. But um, at, at the moment, I, I, I get why I'm not, the phone's not running off the hook. I would like that to change, of course. <laughs> oh, it will. It but will. I get it. Absolutely. <laughs> Season two, it will. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it can be uncomfortable viewing for some people, can't it? Yeah. Who, are, who aren't used to a, an edgier comedy, I guess. But, but it seems to me... To get recognised or to get noticed these days, you really do need to have something a little bit different in your shows. You can't just turn That's up right. with, There's so much out there. with scenes yeah. that people aren't going to remember, you know. That's right. So you've re- almost really got to push those buttons, even though they might be negative in some viewers. That's right. And we we came up in that time where that sort of the half-hour comedy was sort of being redefined, um, becoming more of a dra- dramedy. And now a traumedy, thanks yeah. to us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we were very, very influenced by those that new that new style of half hour comedy that you know, like a transparent or girls, um, and they they had done that thing where they'd sort of the, the the balance of of comedy and drama was just handled so beautifully. Um, so I think it was a, it was a ch- definitely a changing landscape. Yeah, yeah, but it is you know the the. The other side of, you know, it being the kind of the golden age of television, the other side of that is that, that as you were saying, James, to make um, to make your mark or to get noticed, there's, the, the, it, we're so saturated with content that you really do have to keep looking at the gaps in the market. And we were very fortunate, you know, at the time that we, we were desperate to tell these stories in this particular way. No one else was doing it yet, and so there was this, you know, there was this gap in the market, and um, I think that's the way we will continue to to work and to kind of look for what's not being said because there's no point repeating the same things because there's, no. there's just too much material. And we get very nervous when we'd see shows like Catastrophe coming out, and Which we then love. we realised yeah. that it wasn't really about parenthood at all; it was more of a relationship comedy um, or Bad Mums which wasn't really like us at all, or Tully, you know, these all these great projects. But then you realise how different, you know, you, when you're telling your own stories, it's it's you can't um, mimic anything. Yeah. Before I let you both go, we'll talk, just talk a little bit about season two. I mean, there's some great moments and you talk about some of those, those things that, well, shocking is not the right word, but things you don't <laughs> normally see can vary from from um, Audrey on the toilet with the pants down sitting there, you know, just... <laughs> that was just, a it's charming a, scene, wasn't it, James? <laughs> lovely scene. Um, another one, Sasha Hall's character, I can't remember her name. Esther. Esther is getting a 
is on the doctors oh, with yeah. the legs akimbo and yeah. is about to what's the, what's she getting tested for there? She's yeah, she's, she's having an internal ultrasound. Ultrasound, that's right. They're yeah, delightful. and, she, and, the, <laughs> and he's. He's putting some lubricant on the probe, and she goes, "You're going to need more than that." Oh, we we tell the truth in our show. It's very funny, and then um, and again, look, I'm sorry, I'm not so great with all the character names. I'm um, Lucy. A lot of them. Lucy Durek's <laughs> husband. Oh, Ziggy. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, the wonderful Felix Williamson. Yeah, yes. and he, 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 and he's not in a lot of it, I guess, but the stuff I've seen is so funny. He's terrific, isn't he? He's sitting in bed, you know, waiting for it. He goes out of the room and he's trying to creep around before he gets some, I guess, personal time or something. But that couple, they're very funny together. Yeah, he's wonderful. Them. He was a real scene stealer, wasn't he? He was. <laughs> he didn't have many many scenes, but he really let us know, like he really lets the audience know who this guy is very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. great. So, look, I, I'd recommend um, catching this when it's now. Will I view be dumping all the episodes at they once? Are. Yes, this yeah. year. Yeah. They well, are that's this good. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I use the word dump <laughs> 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 affectionately. I just realised as I said it, but uh, uploading is probably a better word. <laughs> but you know what I meant. Um, any particular highlights for for season two for for the either of you? Oh, I love Alison does an excellent drunk in episode four. <laughs> she just totally okay. nailed it. That's something to look forward it was to. Terrifying. Have yeah. <laughs> good fun. A champagne breakfast goes horribly wrong. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. I th- I'm so fond of so many of the mm. storylines um, in season two. It's hard to pick because the I'm, I'm going to remain neutral. Sarah can yeah pick that moment, but. Um, but each one of them, each each of those beautiful our our main ensemble uh, brings so much to their stories that it's um mm. it's a real joy. It was a real joy to also direct them this this year as well. We directed one episode together, Sarah and I, and and so I don't have a favourite moment. There were so many. We laugh a lot because those people bring so much to our writing. Yes. Um. So we laugh a lot on set too. We get in trouble sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> We do from Phil, our sound guy. I'm a poor set. You tell Alison Bell to stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually between takes, uh, but <laughs> yeah. Well, Alison, you've got a sensational laugh, which um, oh, thank you, Jess. Which, which viewers have heard throughout this podcast, but it's uh, and it really brightens up the program too. You know, it's uh, oh good, it's fantastic. <laughs> thank you. It's good stuff. All right, look, great um, having you both here. So you're both back. You're doing a bit of publicity uh, for this series, and you're back to LA. Yeah, yeah, we're yes. back to work. Yep. Yep, this is Fantastic. a nice little reprieve from there. <laughs> all righty. Well, look, look uh, again, thanks for your time and um, all the best with uh, season two and whatever else you get up to. Thanks, James. Thank you very much.